Hello everyone and welcome as we move on here in chapter 5 and, and take a look a little bit closer at how exactly we're going to measure GDP. We're going to measure it by taking a look at what we call our final good. And the reason we're going to do that is in measuring our GDP we want to avoid double counting. So here's, here's the rationale in behind that. We want to, let's think about for a second what happens when we have seed. And we're going to, and what we want is to make a nice loaf of bread. So forgive my lack of artistic ability. We want to get a nice loaf of bread. So this is going to be our final good, our final product right here. And it's the value of only this that we measure. Because when we think about it, this originally came from seeds. And some, so somebody would have bought those seeds along the way. We grow those seeds. And so growing that, then somebody's going to buy that growth, buy that wheat. And they're going to take that wheat and they're going to mill it. And once it's milled and we've got flour, then somebody's going to buy that. And they're going to bake. And then that baking is sold to the retailer. And the retailer is going to be the person who gets money for this final product. But we've got to remember that everywhere along the way, we had a sale. So it might have been, for example, that these, the seeds that went into make that bread cost three cents. When it was, those seeds were effectively sold again as wheat, they were sold for six cents. When that was then sold, and I missed a little arrow in there, when we, or after it was taken, bought for six cents by the miller and milled, then that flour from those same seeds that we bought for three cents that flour and, and grew sold for six cents that same amount is now sold for 12 cents well once that flour is taken and it was grown or grown and it was baked that baker then sold the final good that came from these seeds for 30 cents and then the retailer went and sold that bread to you for 45 cents so what's the really real value of that bread well you might say that some would look at this and say hold on there was an economic activity along the way here and that all added up to 96 cents 
If we counted every little economic activity along the way, that added up to 96 cents. But is that really what was going on here? Well, no. We were creating more value along the way. And that's really what we have to keep in mind. That something we had, well, it was worth three cents, all that we really did is we added three cents of value to it. So it's increased the value of that same thing by three cents. It's increased the value of it from six cents to 12 cents by another six cents. It's increased the value here to, I'm just going to come around the outside, to 18, by another 18 cents. So something that was worth 12 cents is now worth 30 cents. But not every one of these, and then finally, well, we'll go and just finish this off here. We increase the value again by another 15 cents. Each step in the process, all it's doing is adding value. That's what we call economic activity. So by the time that was all done and said, we had something that when we started off was worth 3 cents is now worth 45 cents. If we count everything along the way, we're double counting. We want to make sure that we're looking only at this final good. Well, not everything is going to count as a final good. And we have to keep uh, in mind a number of different uh, transactions that happen. I just gave away the first. We're not going to count financial transactions. And specifically, we're not going. We're going to think uh, about securities. So these are financial products like stocks and bonds. We think of these as government transfer payments. We think of these as private transfer payments. So why don't we count a financial transaction? I think I can best illustrate this with a financial security. So I want you to think about, here's stock, oh, I'll call it one share of Apple. And somebody owns that share. And then there's somebody over here who wants to buy those shares for $160. Keeping in mind the idea of value added. When this transaction takes place, $160 goes here, the stocks go here, where is the value add? And of course, the answer is that there isn't any. So we exclude financial transactions. They're really just a transfer of wealth. They're not a creation. Secondhand goods are um, also not... Uh, added economic activity. So I want you to think of a family 
And this is one that has, of course, crops up for us, a family. So we're going to make this a family of a mom and a dad. And they've got a little baby girl. And that baby girl has a shirt. Baby shirt. So let's say this shirt was bought for $5. She grows up. And this is sold on. This is on Virage sale, for example. And it's sold to another lovely family over here. Let's make this family a mummy, a mummy, and a little boy. They get the shirt. They get the $5. Have we created an additional $5 of value here? No, it's the same shirt, but we've sold it twice. So we can't say that, oh, look, that shirt is, you know, we haven't, we've created $10 of economic activity. No, economic activity was created when that shirt was originally made. So secondhand goods, we don't count. Non-market transactions. So I want you to consider, for example, and how do you know that we just had kids? Here's, here are two parents who haven't gone out in months. Here's their little baby. And they could do one of two things. They could hire a babysitter. And pay that babysitter, say, $40 for the evening. Or they could call up grandma and grandpa. I'm not saying this gets done in our house, in other households, right? Grandma and Grandpa. Here's Grandma. Here's Grandpa. Either one of these people could come to take care of baby. Babysitter's going to charge 40 Grandma and Grandpa are going to choose a big, be a big fat zero. A couple chooses Grandma and Grandpa. So this is a non-market activity. Is there value in the babysitting? Well, ask these parents. They'll tell you that definitely, yes, there is. But we've recorded it as a $0 transaction, so that doesn't get recorded. Quality improvements is a fascinating one to me, and I'll tell you why. When I first was going to university, so in, it was actually my third year, I bought this Skookum computer. It was top of the line at the time. 
Add a keyboard. Add a little mouse. were attached to the computer and it had a whole two gigabyte hard drive. This computer back in 1999 cost $1,100. Fast forward to today. $2,000. Oh, and this probably, this whole system probably weighed, oh, I don't know, maybe 15 pounds. Fast forward to today, looking at a new computer system, looking at a new laptop, laptop computer, The screen is better. This laptop computer has 8 gigabytes of RAM, never mind having a 128 gigabyte hard drive. It's faster. All of these other quality changes and this computer would cost, guess how much? Actually, it's at the high end, $1,100. Can we say that this is the same thing? So we can't necessarily measure a quality change. So this kind of get, gets left out of GDP, one of the things that's, that are hard to consider. You are on a Saturday. It's your Saturday morning. Here's your nice, comfy, cozy bed. Got a nice, comfy mattress. It's supposed to be a comfy mattress, and this is you right here. Give you a nice fluffy pillow. Most of you are like, yes, I want to do this. It's 1 p.m. You're still asleep. Well, this is another thing we don't measure, and that's your leisure time. Is there a value to your leisure time? Absolutely. Does it get measured? No. The last thing that we, we consider that doesn't get measured is what we call the underground economy. So all sorts of places that this happens, we often elicit drugs that are often thought about to be the underground economy. 
But I want you to think about a house that's in the process of being built. So here's all the, the studs for it. And we've got somebody who's going to come along, make them a woman. I know not all women wear skirts. I'm going to give them a hard hat. And they come along and they say to the owner, I say this. Pay cash. And this cash goes unreported. So is there economic activity here? Yeah. Does it get measured? No. Nope. This is what we call the underground economy. So often, like I said, we often think of, you know, illicit activities. It doesn't have to be illicit. It doesn't have to be selling drugs or, or cigarettes that have been smuggled in. It can be something like taking cash under the table. So these are all the consideration, a lot of the considerations that we have when we're thinking about the underground economy. Ones that we haven't talked about as well are externalities, uh, specifically the impact on the environment. But all of these are things that we think about when we think about measuring the economy.